So the AFC South, I didn't get up in time to watch the London game. I had no interest in watching the London game. I, I you know, I, I give a lot of respect to the fans in London for having to sit to watch through that. You know, I, there's probably worse games <laughs> than the one in London, but look, the Atlanta Falcons, they got the job done. Um, they're two and three. They're two and three, and I, you know I can make the argument they're the worst two and three team in football as well, but they're two and three at the end of the day. They're two and three. They have the same record as the Kansas City Chiefs, believe it or not. Um, they almost blew the game. They almost blew the game, like always. They almost blew that game. They had a strong first half performance, off on offense especially. Um, they outgained the the. The Jets by almost oh, it was like over two hundred yards, but they almost again they almost blew that game. At the end of the day, Matt Ryan had a really good game. I don't have much to say about it. You know, Ryan did everything he had to do. Uh, Cordell Patterson was unbelievable. Kyle Pitts, he was probably the biggest talking point of the game. He finally had his breakout game. Um, he had one hundred nineteen yards. I think this team was without Ridley. Very good, you know, good performance. It was what they were supposed to do. Um, and I know they took, I, they should have taken offense to many picking the Jets to win that game. Um, I think they probably separated themselves from that class. But, they're you know, they're, they're still not the best football team. Their defense is atrocious. It's one of the worst defenses in all of football. It is. It is. Now, the... They don't allow much rushing yards per game. Their running, their run defense is not that bad, but overall, I mean, they gave up a lot of big plays. So that's still a work in progress. For that's still work in progress for the Falcons. Um, actually, I I'm, excuse me, they're not one of they're not even one of the worst run. They're not even one of the best run defenses. I was I'm over here looking at the Saints. I knew I knew something. <laughs> I knew something was up. That's what happens when you're already looking ahead for the next. You're already looking ahead of the next team. I'm looking at my notes for the Saints right now. Uh, yeah, their their defense is just nothing. To, it's nothing to brag about right now. They're one of the worst teams. Like I, on defense, like I said, the offense going into the year, I knew they were going to have some firepower. I mean, Cordell Patterson, Ridley, Pitts. The offensive line's not that bad. You know, Matt Ryan's Matt Ryan. He's one of the most experienced uh, veterans in the league. They can score points. They haven't been doing it, quite frankly, and quite often, but they can score points. And, they, and they're they going to have to score more points, in my opinion, um, and get, you know, make more of the red zone opportunities because their defense will not help them at all. Now, the team that I was looking already ahead to, the New Orleans Saints, uh, they look. Jameis Winston is not going to be Aaron Rodgers. Doesn't have to be. Through four touchdowns, one interception, on fifteen pass attempts, on fifteen he had two hundred and seventy-nine yards. Alvin Kamara, seventy-one rushing, fifty-one receiving. Marquise Callaway. You know he had a really strong game. They forced two turnovers in this game, and only, I mean. They didn't run the ball very well. Uh, the New Orleans Saints. 
But at the end of the day, they, they got the job done. They, they just win games like that. Running the ball. Alvin, look, this offense really goes through Alvin Kamara. They, uh, they could use Michael Thomas back right now. They don't have enough playmakers. Um, they're thin at the guard, at the guard position. I don't know. I, I the Saints defense, it's what's going to keep them in games and the running game. How I just a dose of everything when it comes to Alvin Kamara. You know they're all, they're only allowing eighteen points a game. They're only allowing eighteen points a game. So that's really good. They don't again. They don't allow many teams to run the ball all over them. My only concern with this team, I would say, is they they do give up big plays. Thankfully, they were up against Washington football team. Um, but if they go up against Dallas, you know they could probably Tampa Bay would be a terrible matchup. I'm just gonna say that right now. The way Brady's throwing the football and the the, the weapons he has, I think they're a terrible matchup. Um. Also, that you know, Winston will have to throw the ball if he would have played the Buccaneers. So, I don't know. Tampa Bay. I mean, excuse me. The New Orleans Saints. Look, they're not one of the best passing teams in the league. They're second worst in yards per game. 164 passing yards a game. The only reason they're not worse is because the Bears. Well, yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. The Bears. Now, moving on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't even want to talk about this about about their game against the Dolphins. They outgained them five fifty eight to three hundred one. Sixteen more first downs. They were uh, their defense on third downs two for seven, and they were eight for eleven on third downs themselves. This might be their best on paper, their best performance all year. It was just ridiculous. Brown Evans, Brown and Evans had over a hundred yards collective. I mean both. Individually, Godwin was really dominant. They were without their top corners, which I don't think it mattered in this game that much. I know this is good. Their schedule for these next few games is not going to be, you know, it's not going to be dreadful for them. And I think it gives Sherman some time to kind of break in. They don't need to run the ball much either. I'm, no, I'm noticing that with the Buccaneers. They don't even have to run the ball quite often. They can, like in their game with the, Against the Patriots, they can, but you know some games they don't. They're not going to blow you away with that. And you know Leonard Fournette, there's going to be games where he plays like he did in the postseason. There's games where you don't hear. And same thing with um, a guy like Ronald Jones. The offensive line, great job protecting Brady. Oh my goodness, that's the number one thing you have to do with a a 44 year old quarterback. But he's his his stats right now. He leads the league in touchdowns, in yards. He he's he's up there. He's he's destroyed. he only has two picks all year. I think he has like sixteen TDs on two picks. He's he's killing teams right now, and especially the, the a team like the Miami Dolphins, who was happy to see Brady, who the fans were happy to see Brady lead the division, and I think it's another another homecoming. It's going to be another homecoming. So, yeah, and look, statistically, they're good. I don't have to go in. But, yeah, they are one of the they are one of the worst pass, passing defenses in the league. They gave up, up 314 passing 
yards per game. 314 passing yards per game. So I'm going to leave it at that. And this team is going to continue to get better. I expect them to get into the playoffs with these. They're going to win this division with these. Uh, but the secondary, they're going to have to get back. They have to go up against Dallas. They have to go up against Green Bay uh, with the Rams again. And we already know how that worked out. Um, the Cardinals, those, the top teams in the in the NFC, they're going to get into shootouts with those teams. Because, I mean, I don't see them stopping the Arizona receivers. I don't see them stopping the Dallas receivers. So, the Green Bay attack, it's it's just that it's going to be that kind of year for them. They're going to pile wins. I think they're going to get the top. I'll, I'll actually hold on. If, hold off on them getting the top seed because it's it's a wild year. It's a wild year. And we've seen at times in the NFL where the team who ends up with the top seed in the in their own conference they don't win they don't win at the end. They get knocked out in the divisional round. So, moving on to the Carolina Panthers. Look, th- their defense, I I'm still sold on them. I'm still sold on them defensively. Matt Rule Similar to what he did at Baylor, he's bringing a, a different culture to the Carolina Panthers. But that culture, um, um, well, I don't know. But they fucking blew the they blew the lead against the Eagles, okay? And that's not, that's unacceptable. They would have gone four and one right now. They would be four and one right now, four and one. And I know there'll be people saying, "Oh, they're the worst four and one." No, they're not. They're not that bad. They've beaten teams. They hung in with, well, they were able to come back and give Dallas a little bit of a sweat, even though they, even the scoreboard says otherwise. But Carolina, this is a win they are going to want back. Okay, this is a win they're going to want back. They saved Philadelphia's season. Um, they they need this win back. Okay, they're no they, they this is a win they should have had. Sam Darnold was not good after really wowing people against Dallas and really the whole start of the season. He had the worst pass. This I don't know if this is the worst passer rating of the season for him, but this I'm sure this is. A 44 passer rating for him. He had three picks. He didn't crack 200 yards. The only reason... Here, look, this, is, this was the big reason why they were going to win this game. Chuba Hubbard was pretty darn good. If anybody didn't watch him in college... He was one of the best running backs in the, in the entire country. One of the very best. He was for 24 passing attempts. He had 101 yards. He had three, 33 receiving yards. Pretty good day if you had him on your fantasy team. Pretty good day. They're, look, they're really good on defense. And, and I think they're going to stop people this year. But I you could excuse their Dallas loss. But you cannot. This loss to Philly. And this one has to hurt. Darnold has to play better at home. This this is gonna hurt. And 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 here's the thing: if they get into the playoff race, into the thick of the playoff race, and they're fighting for a wild card spot, this is a game they're gonna wish, damn, we'd won. We would have won this game. We would have won this game. Right now, they'd be tied with Tampa, four and one. They'll be tied with uh, the Rams, Packers, and Cowboys in the entire conference. And it would have made Dallas look better. Who knows? But Carolina is a team who I think they're just going to get better. I know having McCaffrey out hurts. Hubbard did the very best he could. 
gotta respect the guy. But this team, and look, honestly, we didn't hear too much also from their top receivers, Robbie Anderson, CJ Moore. We didn't hear much from those guys too. So, but look, moving on to the AFC West, NFC West, excuse me, the Wild Wild West. Just give me a second. All right. I'm going to start off with the San Francisco 49ers. And, you know, with the Niners. Oh, and by the way, anybody who listened to that uh, Panthers segment, it wasn't. I don't know why I said CJ Moore. It's DJ Moore. I'm sorry. Um, it's what happened. That's what happens when you see one of their games all year. But with the San Francisco 49ers. Look, this. I'm glad they gave Trey Lance an opportunity to start. Um, I saw the playmaking ability. He can run the ball very well. His pass rating says otherwise. Yes, he didn't. He only threw 15. He only had 15 pass completions and a pick. But yeah, he, he's a great. I think he's a great prospect. I mean, he's a, he's a rookie, but he's a great young player. They're going to have to give him more opportunities. The defense, hey, the defense kept them in the game. Against Arizona, they kept them in the freaking game. They outgained the Cardinals. They didn't let Kyler Murray run run the ball himself. Kyler had to like get something up his sleeve. And that those those plays at the end, at the end of the fourth quarter to D-Hop, it's really why they signed DeAndre Hopkins. It's really why um where everybody's high on the Cardinals. When push came to shove, they were able to get that win. And that and that's where you have to be impressed with the 49ers. That's where you have to be impressed with the 49ers. And I know they didn't um they didn't pass the ball very well down the field. And a Shanahan offense. Who knows what Garoppolo could have done too, but you have Lance is not supposed to be perfect. Don't expect him to be Justin Herbert either. And, but this team is really good. I know they're two and three. They're the best two and three team in football. I'm sorry, Kansas City. But this team is the best three, uh, two and three team in football. The the issue is they're going to have to be. They're going to have to start beating their divisional rivals. Somebody was going to have to lose a little more often in the division than the other. But they're losing to the divisional rivals. They're losing to them and. They're two and three now, and and look, thankfully for them, and I know that's not a good thing. I know uh, I can't wait for Wilson to get back, but Wilson's going to be out for a few games, and that Seahawks defense is awful. It's atrocious, and they are going to get an opportunity to kind of gain some ground. I don't. It's going to be tough to get back on the Rams and Cardinals, but they are going to have a chance to gain ground. And look, the wild card race, it's going to be theirs for the taking. I mean, who, who who else is two and three? The Eagles, Washington, the Vikings, Carolina's three and two, uh, New Orleans is three and two. I'm sure this. I think the Saints, the Saints can make the case they're better than all of them. I mean, the 49ers, excuse me. And look, the Arizona Cardinals. Speaking of them, they out, they got outgained, lost the fumble, couldn't run the ball that well. They were not good on third down. Missed field goal. 
Kyler got it done when it was all said and done. I think sometimes that's all we we care about. If the quarterback can get it done when it's all said and done. The receivers are just so deep. It's so deep. Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore, um, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green just being there. His, he can actually make some really good plays. Uh, Chase Edmonds. They're, they're loaded, and their offensive line is actually kind of good. It looks good. They're loaded. They are loaded. And defense, the defense is actually not bad either. I, I, I wish they could stop the running game just a little more. But, you know, they, they don't give up too many big plays. And that's what's good. They're, they're, they're scoring 31 a game. They're averaging, they're only allowing 19. That's not bad. That's, that, you know, you can't give up touchdown, touchdowns very often. And Arizona right now, they're the only undefeated team in the league. They could be on their way to the, the playoffs already. I know they're 5-0, but um, uh, I know they're, I know it's only five games into the season, but they this could be the season for them where they could break out. Kyler could win the MVP. Kyler could really win the league's MVP. And, and the MVP can go to anybody right now. I think Lamar is underrated in the discussion. Uh, Brady, Brady's in it. I don't know why they're not putting them in. Allen's in it, of course, and Herbert is in it. Uh, Prescott could be in it, too. Uh, what was the last Cowboy guy to win MVP? But, yeah, Arizona. Not the team anybody wants to play. The Niners, they're such a great defense, and they were able to give them a great game. Who knows what they could have done with a better quarterback performance through the air. Now, the the Seahawks and the Rams, I'm not gonna talk about it much. They played on Thursday. Um I I could barely remember what they did. I took a I didn't even take much notes on these teams because they played a while ago. Everybody's already discussed the game already. But look, Seattle, they're gonna have to play games with Geno Smith now. And that team is just not good. They can't block. The running game's, you know, not all that awesome. Defense is like are they they're, they're like they have to be in the discussion for the worst defense in the league and they're not going to have their starting quarterback like you just said and they're, they're they could be toast this team could be toast and thankfully the Niners are not off to a great start either but look the Rams and if these teams pile up losses the Rams and um Cardinals could run away with this division one of them is going to run away with it if that keeps happening while the other can get a wild card spot on the spot Seattle, I'm not. No, the season's not even over. And who knows? They'll probably pick up a win. They have good receivers, but that's about it. That I don't see Jamal Adams this year. You know, isn't he supposed to be a blitzing safety? We're not seeing it much. I don't like Seattle's chances this year anymore. I don't. I don't. I thought they had. I thought they picked up some great wins early on. But right now, their their season's not looking. You know, it's not looking promising now. It just isn't. And then the Rams. You know, where where would we like to start with the Rams? They Their only loss was a pretty bad one to the Cardinals, but they beat the Buccaneers, beat the Seahawks. Um... I don't... I, I don't... I don't effing remember if they even played the... The uh the 49ers. I don't know if they've even played them yet. But they, they have some wins up their sleeve right now. The Rams. Everybody's impressed with them. I'm impressed with Stafford. We knew he, 
uh, we knew he was better than what he what he did at um, in Detroit. He his running game is solid. I think it, you know, it could always be better. He has playmakers for days. Cooper Cup, uh, Robert Woods. You know, he he has some great players over there. Great coaching. He fits. He looks like he fits the McVay system. I know some some people were a little skeptical, even with the Seattle performance. Some people didn't like it all, a whole bunch. But you know, he's not going to be perfect either. Don't expect you know people just because we hyped him up doesn't mean he's going to be Aaron Rodgers. That he's going to be Patrick Mahomes off the bat. But they're good overall. They're good overall. I I like I like the the LA Rams. Their schedule's going to be brutal. Um, they're four and one, and they're second in their own division. They're the only team in the NFL who's four and one. I mean, how many teams are four and one? One, two, three, four, five. Uh, Tampa Bay's also six, and so there are eight teams that are four and one. No, there are seven teams that are four and one, and the Rams are the only one who's a second place team because the other one's five and zero. Oh. So the Rams, I they, I don't want to talk about Super Bowl because there's other teams in this conference that can get to us to the the Super Bowl, and into the big game. But right now things are looking promising for that roster. Um, right now I'm gonna talk about the Ravens, and they, you know, while the AFC West. They've been producing some good drama. I don't think the North has been short of it either. And the Baltimore Ravens, I think they're probably the quietest 4-1 team in the league. I think the media, I keep saying, the media has put out to believe, has made people believe that the Ravens are flawed and that they're not that good and and that Lamar is not that awesome and that Lamar is not a throwing quarterback. I think they are very disrespected. I think the ever since they went fourteen and two and got knocked out by Tennessee in that divisional round, there's been a lot of disrespect on that on that team. People will buy in more to Kansas City than they would to Baltimore, and that's just sad. Baltimore, you know, they didn't have the strongest rushing uh, rushing running game. They fell behind very fast. Indianapolis was looking like they were about to save their season. Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, he had 442 yards, went 37 for 43, 104.5 passer rating, 62 rushing yards himself. I would have liked to see more out of Latavius Murray, but Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown, especially Hollywood Brown, a guy who continues to get criticized because he's not, I don't know, people want him to get Devontae Adams numbers. And I think yesterday he kind of had that, 125 yards. Mark Andrews had 147 with two touchdowns. Both were unbelievable. Duvernay was pretty good too, in special teams especially. And, you know, this team offensively, the sky's the limit. You know, their their run defense is solid. I would like to see them improve on, you know, in terms of passing defense. Wentz had the best performance probably of his entire of his entire season. It's been his best performance in a while now. But Baltimore, they're four and one. Okay, they're four and one. They're ahead of Cleveland now. 
this this could be looking like a really good season for the Ravens. They have wins against the Chiefs. They have wins against the the, the Browns. I mean the Browns. Um, the Colts. Very impressive, and they haven't played the Browns yet. That those games are going to be incredibly crucial, and I cannot wait till they have to play Pittsburgh either. I think they're much better than them. The Ravens are oh, it's just unbelievable. Lamar Jackson continues to impress me more and more. I can't believe people call him a running quarterback. It's disrespectful. The guy had over four hundred passing yards. Wasn't that his? If was that his career high or what? It was four forty two. He was just ridiculous. He saved the day for the Ravens again. And and I know the Ravens are a little more than that. Their offensive line's not too bad. It's not too bad. I know getting they got rid of Orlando Brown, but this team is phenomenal. They are phenomenal. And you know, I know people are gonna claim that Cleveland has the better roster, but I'm sorry, Lamar's the better quarterback. And so far they have the better record. And they're off to just a much faster start. Okay. Baltimore, I don't want to see them in the playoffs. I don't want to have to play this team in the playoffs. Um, and look, they last year was a criticism that they only picked pile up wins. And the year before, too, that they only pile up wins on bad teams. But these wins are good. Indianapolis was pretty good. Indianapolis is better than what their record says. Uh, which actually just brings me to the Colts. They're... Se- the only thing that keeps they're the best one and four team in all of football. The only thing that keeps this Colts team from being even worse and their season actually being over is that the Tennessee Titans are in that division. They're two games ahead, but they're not impressing me. They're not impressing many people. And they're flawed. Very, very flawed. And if this Colts team and look, this Colts team, don't get me wrong, this defense is not that good. They're not 2020 good. They're not that good. Miles Leonard, you know, he 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 did the best he could. This run defense in general. Excuse me, sorry. This uh running defense in general. Uh, just give me a second. There you go. I just had a how to pull up the Indianapolis Colts schedule. This the running defense solid. Yes, I, I think it can stop plays, but they're terrible in pass coverage. The secondary's not very good. I don't know where we're gonna see out of this team going on. I mean moving forward, but I think there's a lot there's a lot to be said for this team. I think their offense is the best they can look. Pittman I mean, Pittman is just—he's a monster. Michael Pittman is a monster. That we all saw that grab, and it, we knew him coming out of college. He was a really good—he was a really good wide receiver. Jonathan Taylor, 169 total yards from him. That's the kind of performances that really helps this team. Carson Wentz had 128 uh, passer rating. Um, it was—if it wasn't for Rodrigo Blankenship's missed field goal, and. <laughs> pair of missed field goals this team would have won i know they blew the lead they blew this game but they also could have won that game you know moving forward this team you know the defense i don't think they were without quinn nelson but their offensive line was solid my only concern again it's with um even though eric fisher wasn't that good 
my only concern is that pass defense and even and, and even trying to rush the pass they weren't good again Darius Leonard um, I don't even know why I said Miles Leonard earlier but Leonard and you know the rest of that defense is going to have to step it up if this team is wanting to get to the playoffs um, or who, who knows maybe Tennessee blows it too but yeah that's it you know that's it for me on this podcast you know I'm only trying to get better I'm only trying to improve I think it's better than my last one um but you know I will see I will see if I can get a I always say if I can if I can get a preview for this weekend's games um but I will see y'all next week um this has been it another episode of the chronicles see ya well, well, well. Hello there. This is another episode of The Chronicles here. Uh, this is basically a podcast going to going to be about week six of the NFL. Quick thoughts. Just a quick rundown. I know my last one was a little more detailed. I don't want to. I don't want to have to go into the specifics as much all the time. I want to change it up a bit, but a little similar. A little similar, I would say, but I think there I'm, I'm going to continue to keep trying different ways to have to put on a good podcast or somewhat re- a respectable one. Um, it was a good week of NFL action. The Monday night game was better than I had anticipated. Some of the early Sunday games were big blowout games, uh, games that we were you know, going into Sunday, I was going into Sunday. I was very keen on Chargers and Ravens being the primetime game on Sunday night. Browns Cardinals to me seemed like a very good game to put on Sunday night, and I'm glad I'm glad they didn't get put on either. You know, the Seahawks and Steelers game right now. Uh, well, going into Sunday night wasn't a very sexy matchup, but it actually turned out to be a good game in the fourth, well, a decent game in the fourth quarter. It went to overtime. Add some drama to it. That's kind of what I'm trying to say. The Browns Cardinals, uh, that game lacked drama. We know the Ravens Chargers lacked that kind of drama, but very shocking too. I didn't expect much. I I didn't expect much of a blowout to have happened in the Chargers Ravens game. LA went into that game red hot. We knew some of their weaknesses. Um, their run defense was not a very good one. I figured they were going to let Justin Herbert throw down the field a lot. I mean, this team just scored set, uh, 47 points on Cleveland the week before. And the offense. I don't want to say it looks limited, but they didn't do a good job running the football. The pass rush really got – the pass rush was really getting to Herbert. And these little short throws, when you have an offense that's Mike Williams, Keenan Allen in it, you know, I, I would figure – I would figure they would have gone for some bigger plays. Uh, we know Lamar didn't dominate – I know he's in the MVP discussion, but the Ravens as a whole 
were brilliant. The pass rush all over uh, Justin Herbert at times, it seemed. They were everywhere. And, and, and with that kind of defense playing the way they are, you, you have to wonder that this about a week ago, I thought they were, they were, I, I hate to say this, but I, I believed they were not as good as the Chargers and they were not as good as the Bills. I'm not saying they couldn't beat them. I'm saying if I had to, if I had to rank the three, I would have put Baltimore barely at three. And now they have the best record in the AFC and they're playing very well. There's a reason we weren't very sold on the Ravens. It almost felt like Lamar had carried them or Lamar was, I mean, let's be honest. They don't come back without Lamar Jackson. There's games. I don't think they beat the chiefs without Lamar Jackson, but this game, it wasn't just Lamar Jackson. He made some great runs, but it wasn't just Lamar Jackson. Great defensive performance. Good touchdown. Um, good touchdown runs by Le'Veon Bell and Latavius. Well, did Latavius Murray score? I remember even Lata- uh, Latavius Murray had scored a touchdown. But a bunch of veterans scoring touchdowns at will. You know, I, I was very impressed. I was very impressed with that performance by the Ravens. You know, if you had asked me, how much is this team going to win by? <laughs> I thought it was going to be a close game. I thought the Chargers, you know, knowing what they did to um, the Chiefs, what they did to the Browns. I'm not saying they blew these teams out, but they, I mean, it's the Justin Herbert effect. And everybody's saying he's playing like a rookie now. Maybe he is. And it's just one game. Look, a great team's going to get beat like that here and there. The Rams got annihilated by the Cardinals. I don't think anybody's doubting them anymore as a Super Bowl content. I mean, this a matter of fact, the, they destroyed the Buccaneers, and then they got destroyed. And both them and the Buccaneers are, well, they're pretty good. They're pretty good teams. But, yeah, the Ravens, whole good, whole good team effort. Again, the veterans just stepping up for them in a big way. Devontae Freeman, can't forget about him. And this was after a week, bef- a week before where, you know, Mark Andrews, Hollywood Brown, these guys were, these guys were helping out fantasy owners around the league. As for the Browns Cardinals game, I, I, I did not go into that game picking Cleveland. As soon as I found out uh, Nick Chubb was not playing in this game, I, I had no intentions of picking Cleveland to win this game. Anybody who watches the Browns knows. I mean, it's a very talented roster, but Nick Chubb and well, and Kareem Hunt too. Got to give that guy some credit. Nick Chubb is one of the many reasons why this team is as good as it is. That running game. You you take away Nick Chubb and then Kareem Hunt goes down. Oh man. It it, it was it, it's got a well, it sucked in it, it sucked during the game. They already had guys banged up on defense in the secondary. And the offensive line, you're you're coming in without Jack Conklin and Jedrick Willis. Um, both of their tackles. By the way, Landry's not even playing. I'm 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 seeing or hearing whatever that um 
Odell's injured. You know, he's trying to – I don't know if he's going to be injured for the Denver game, but he might have aggravated – he might have aggravated his old injury. Baker Mayfield dislocated his shoulder. Um, it's tough It's tough to, for me to really look at a team and say, oh, well, are they actually – are they going to be hurt for the – for the following week because they play in two days they're playing on they play on thursday night against denver that's like the worst they're not i don't think they have a bye week until december this is like the worst outcome for them i'm sure mayfield could play oh i I mean i i haven't read the injury reports or anything but they're very very banged up it's it's uh, kareem hunt is already gonna be out for a few weeks i'm hearing uh it's going to be a tough stretch for the Cleveland Browns. The Denver Broncos, thankfully, don't come into this game red hot either. The Denver Broncos are 3-3. Three and three. They've lost now three in a row. They lost a game that, you know, I, I, a game I would not have bet on. But I definitely didn't think they were going to get pushed around by the Raiders after, the, you know, everything with, with, what, with what's been going on with the Gruden situation. And with or what happened, however you want to phrase that. The Raiders went in there. They gave it to uh, to Teddy Bridgewater, Derek Carr after after a mind-boggling, terribly terrible performance against the Bears. He goes out and puts a performance like this against the Broncos, who. You know, if I followed Denver a little more, I would probably have a, my own show about. What's been going on with the defense? The secondary looks like it's out of sorts right now. I mean, isn't this a secondary they wasted a lot of money on? Yeah, and a draft pick, by the way. And and a first-round draft pick on Patrick Sertain. The offensive line, I mean, what is there to say about that? You know, Cortland Sutton. They have some playmakers still, but... I mean, you got to think about it. You have Judy out. Uh, there's really, there's really not much of a running game. Although, you know, they have guys on the team that can play. Um, I'll get to Denver in a minute. I'll get to some of these teams a little bit more specifically. But it was the Dallas New England game stole stole the headlines. You have Amer- um, the team who's America's team in the Dallas Cowboys, and the team who really should have been America's team. May- um, maybe the last 20 years and the New England Patriots. You know, I, I have a question. Are the Patriots going to become what the Dallas Cowboys have been over the last few years? Last few, the last quarter century? I, You know, I'm starting to feel that the New England Patriots could become what the Dallas Cowboys have been. And, and well, they still are. They haven't won anything yet. But the New England Patriots, even with, even without Brady, you know, a lot of times when you're a star quarter, but a once in a generation, um, legend, Hall of Fame, you know, you get the point. When you have a quarterback of Tom Brady's um, stature, a lot of times people really lose interest in the team. Let's be honest: the New England Patriots, outside of Foxborough, outside of the whole. Outside of Boston, outside of 
the whole New England area outside of the Northeast. I'm sure they did not have that many fans in the 90s, in the 80s, in the 70s. I'm sure they did not. Uh, you know, people are going to lie about that. They're going to say, I've been a New England Patriots fan since 19. If you're from da- if you're from- uh, if you're from somewhere in Texas, if you're from California and you rooted for the Patriots and in the 1980s, in the 1970s, I'd, I'd be very, I'd be very impressed. In the 1990s, you know, I'd be very impressed if you were a fan of the New England Patriots. After 2001, everybody around the country was a New England Patriots fan. What I'm seeing now is, I'm sure some people have hopped off that bandwagon. And, and look, I understand. I understand with the New England Patriots. When you've been good for so long, and, and this is not just the Patriots. This is a lot of dynasties. Who I don't, I don't look at dynasties first of all as something as, oh, you have to win three in a row to be a dynasty. No, if, if you were good for a prolonged period of time, and then included championships in that run, it's a dynasty. It's a dynasty. I, who, who was it in the NBA that said that the San Antonio Spurs, that they didn't have a dynasty because they never won consecutive titles? That is crap. That is crap. They they were a dynasty. Yes, they weren't. But yes, they, they didn't win three consecutive in a, like um, the Bulls or the Lakers. They didn't win three in four years like the Golden State Warriors did. But in a span of 15 years, 16 years, they won five championships. And they were really good for 18 of those years. They were they were a playoff team for like 20 of them. Matter of fact, the only reason that, that dynasty kick-started was because this was a team that was already very good in the 90s. That uh, because of an unfortunate circumstance where the best player went down like most of the year, they were the worst team in basketball, and they drafted them, and they drafted number one, and the rest is history. Sometimes you can get lucky um, with injuries. The Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, if it wasn't for Tony Romo's injury, they don't get Ezekiel Elliott. Who knows? Maybe they don't get Dak Prescott. I know he went. He didn't. I mean, I know he didn't go in the first round, but. Maybe if maybe if they weren't so good, um, maybe if they no excuse me so if they weren't good in in twenty twenty they probably don't end up with uh, Michael Parsons. It happens in sports and dynasties. There's a lot of variations and they last. That's one of them. Some are short, some are longer. The New England Patriots won six championships in twenty years. That twenty years is, is is a it's almost a generation. Twenty years is almost a, an entire generation, and you know, same could be said with Duke basketball or Kentucky or you know, or even a college football team. But with the New England Patriots, there's been guys who have been fans of that team for fifteen years, not three, not four, fifteen years, twenty, ten. Uh, seven eight years they've been they've been a fan of the team for quite a while and i'm noticing that now no more brady i mean there's they are still fans of the team 
now there's now of course because because there's optimism still i wouldn't blame them mac jones can play they still have bill belichick as their coach they have hung around with tampa bay and dallas very close games they've hung around and the new england patriots i think because they've been good for so long i mean they are a blue blood of the nfl they won so many titles throughout that era because they have won for that long it's it, it they're no longer just a team who was a fad they they're in, they're you know ingrained in nfl history in a lore whatever you want to call it you know now 10 years from now when you know you know the 49ers and the packers you know they, they've always been good for so long too but the niners even when they're not there's still some a lord of the niners same thing with the steelers even though it's been a while since they've sucked Dallas has probably more than any of all those teams. The Giants has some of that. They haven't been good in years, but they, for some reason, they'll, they'll still be put on America's Game of the Week. Sometimes they'll want to put them on Sunday Night Football. They, they get more attention. You know, they are in New York. And with the New England Patriots, it's it's, you know, it's only a matter of time before... Maybe they'll be compared to the Dallas Cowboys as a, or even the 49ers as teams that were and are still legendary, get high ratings, a lot of attention, big fan bases, big markets, but they haven't won in years. And that that's a possibility. And then there's the other that, you know, Mac Jones does become a big-time quarterback. And they're, they're great again. And Mac Jones versus Josh Allen is the next big rivalry in in the AFC East. No offense to Zach Wilson. But New England, I'm very fascinated with the, I'm you know, I'm not even talking about their game with Dallas yet. There's a lot to uncover with that game. But the New England Patriots, there, you know, it's a fascinating team. Uh, they could have what, what are they, two and four? They could easily have been four and two as well. I don't know how they lost that Miami game. It's like same reason why I don't know how Jacksonville lost to Houston so bad. But the New England Patriots, they're not out of the playoff race. Two and four is not that bad. They they the New England Patriots and the Indianapolis Colts are the best two and four teams in football. Um Niners are then the 49ers are two and three, and I think they are just as good as they are. But the Niners, they have probably the best excuse for being two and three. <laughs> They've been putting in Trey Lance. Um, they're off. They were off this past week, so they didn't really have a chance to get another win. And they they play in the toughest division in football. It's simple as that. The Indianapolis Colts play in the worst effing division in football. I mean, it, it, it's crap. On the on, on the upside for them is they they started terribly, and the Patriots will. They're going to win games. They're going to win games as long as they didn't play like they did against Houston. They are going to win games. Um, are they going to get to the playoffs? That's a different story. They're going to have to compete with whoever doesn't win the AFC North. They're going whoever doesn't win the AFC West. The Raiders are four and two. Broncos are three and three. The Chiefs are three and three. And from the North teams, we're talking about Browns who are three and three. Steelers are three and three. And the Bengals are four and two. 
that's a lot of teams you're gonna have to compete uh compete with for that seventh seed and or a sixth seed or a sixth seed um but yeah it'll be very interesting with them the dallas cowboys where where do i even start on america's team the real america's team um i i in just a few minutes, I am going to talk about a little bit more about every specific team. I'm going to go through the divisions very fast. But Dallas, 5-1. and one. I knew when they beat the Carolina Panthers that a few weeks from now, people are going to say that that win did not matter because the Panthers are not that good. I knew Carolina was not going to be that great. And people were going to downgrade Dallas's win over the Panthers. And they were going to downgrade every win they had. And they're going to downgrade this win because uh, apparently New England's 2-4. and four. New England beats Dallas, and they're 3-3, three and three, and Dallas is overrated. And Dallas, they're frauds, and the Dallas Cowboys can't do this, and the Cowboys can't do that. Uh, will, will go wrong, will, um, will go wrong. And they won the game, and, well, the Patriots are 2-4. and four. They haven't played anybody. Uh, their defense is soft. Um, they're still frauds. 5-1 doesn't matter if they don't win the Super Bowl. Uh, that's the downside of rooting for the Dallas Cowboys. Nothing matters unless you don't win a Super Bowl. Like, like if any other team has that expectation, I'm a, I'm very real about the Dallas Cowboys and their expectations. The last time I ever felt this team could actually win a Super Bowl, the last time I actually think, thought to myself, maybe this team might finally do it. I'd probably say was after the 2016 season ended, we were the number one seed in the NFC, 13-3, and by the way. And we had home field in the playoffs. It sounds silly now because the defense was worse than it was now. Um, we had a rookie quarterback, same quarterback we have now, but he was a rookie. The receiving corps wasn't as good. But when you go thirteen and three, and we were that off, that offensive line was even better than it is now, and and that's saying something because this offensive line is amazing. I mean, we thought this offensive line had fallen off after last year, but remember there was there's been some injuries, and I don't know they they've they've surprised me once more. But in 2016, I don't think there was an offensive line that could compete with Dallas's offensive line. There was there was none. There was none, and that was the last time that I ever felt Dallas could probably win a Super Bowl. Um, those hopes were crushed as soon as they lost to the Green Bay Packers. Um, it was one of the most nerve-wracking games I've ever witnessed. It's playoff football when there's more pressure. It just goes into a fan as well. Two years later, they lost to the LA Rams in the division round. We beat the Seahawks in the wild card round. They beat the Rams in the divisional round. And I didn't look at my, I didn't look at the team and said to myself, "Okay, why didn't we beat the Rams?" I'm pissed. I'm. I took the loss well. You know, I said to myself, the Rams are just a better team. They did. They went on to go to the Super Bowl. It, it almost felt like they were here. For us, I, th I thought we were still 
we were still a few players away. You know, a lot of those guys were still young. And they came into the following year with hot expectations. Even I fell for them. And the last two years, that's they've been kind of stuck in that. And then Prescott's injury didn't help. But really, the, you know, in 2014, did I think we were going to go to the Super Bowl? No. I, Seattle was very good that year. Seattle was very good. The NFC ran through Seattle. I know we'd beaten them that earlier that season, but the NFC ran through Seattle. And Green Bay had the MVP. And, yeah, we got beat in a controversial way. I I got over that desk catch because at the end of the day, there was still time to play in that game. That wasn't the final game of the play. I mean, the final play of the game. It just wasn't. I This... You know, it's still very early in the season. I know they're five and one, but it's it's too early in the year to tell. Is Dallas for real or not? I think this team, the way they're constructed, they can run the ball and they can run it well. If you can stop the run or or, or contain it like what Bill Belichick's defense did on Sunday, well, they have a guy named Dak Prescott that's just going to throw it off with good pass protection, by the way. He's gonna throw it off to C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, and when healthy, uh, Michael Gallup. Dalton Schultz has been incredible these past few weeks. Uh, Zeke and Paul are not bad in the backfield, catching the ball. I mean, it's it's an embarrassment of riches for this team. Cedric Wilson, that clutch catch he had on fourth down, game on the line. This team, you can't stop them on offense. The only team that can stop them is themselves. Like they did with all those stupid flags. It was like over 100 yards worth of flags that the Dallas Cowboys got during that game. Offensive line, just stu- uh, it was just stupid flags that made the game closer than it should have been. Um, getting stopped in the red zone. I think if there's any weakness that offense has, is it's that, I mean, if, if it's a, if you have a good, if you have a defense good enough, you can probably get them in the you can probably get them in the red zone. But as you saw, Dallas still, I mean, Dallas still got to the Dallas still got into the end zone many times in that game. And well, I mean, wait wait till you see the time of possession and the yards they had in that game. It was the most given up by a Bill Belichick defense. I think it was passing yards, but I don't, I'm, I'm sure total yards as well. Am I high on Dallas? I am. And and he, well, here here's one of the reasons why as well. Sorry, the microphone keeps slipping out of my hands. Biggest reason why I'm high on this team is the division. If Dak Prescott were to have to miss a game, I'm just creating a... You know, I'm hoping not. I'm hoping everything goes well. We have a bye week, and we have a three-game division lead. I'm not the Cowboy fan that's going to overreact to this 5-1 and one start and claim that we're going to win a Super Bowl. Look, I don't remember the last time. Well, it never happened in my lifetime. The last time it happened was what, January or... February of 1996. It was a 95 season. It's been forever. I was not alive the last time they won. Matter of fact, I, I in my lifetime, this team 
this crazy franchise has been able to win. I can, let me count them real quick. They won in the 09 season in the wild card round. They won the wild card game against um, Detroit in 2014. Uh, they beat the Seattle Seahawks in the 2018 wild. Yeah, um, I've been alive for 21 years, and they've won three fucking playoff games. Three of them. Three of them. They haven't gotten past the divisional round. You know how painful that is. Three of them. And there's been two times in my lifetime where they went in that postseason with the number one seed and just got beat right there. It, I mean, it's it's painful. It's painful. It's painful. And more, more when you have part of the Cowboys, you know, fan base hyping this team up to be a Super Bowl. Even the media will do it. Even neutral media uh, members who are high on Dallas, they'll say, oh, this team can compete for a Super Bowl. There, I, I can name you a few other teams that I, I can picture winning a Super Bowl before Dallas. And there are teams who have pressure too. Buffalo, Green Bay, the 49ers. I'm mean, the 49ers haven't won it longer than we have, and that's a fact. I know they've at least at least they've been able to get into the big game twice now. They've they've had some big playoff wins over the years that I remember. That I that I saw. I, I Colin Kaepernick had some amazing games earlier in the 2010s. That 2019 run they had. I haven't seen Dallas do any of that. I've seen New England. I've seen New England win a lot. They've won six Super Bowls in my lifetime. They, I've seen them win three of them. Some of them are just so dramatic. You know, I've seen them lose two of them. I mean, I've seen that team in the Super Bowl five times. I, I think I've seen Dallas in the playoffs like less than that. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. This is supposed to be America's team. I, I can understand why the hype is unbelievable with that team. Because it, the standards it set on itself in the past and with the big brand that it is and the money-making machine that it is, it's supposed to win big things. I understand it. But they have to re- they have to remember that they're just an- well, I I I know the money speaks differently. They are they are the most valuable team according to the Forbes. Um, but they're just another NFL team, America's team, but just another NFL team. That is what the Dallas Cowboys. That is what the Dallas Cowboys are. And no. Just because this is a five and one start doesn't give me the right to say this team is going to go and make big things happen. I think it can happen. There is no way Dak Prescott can play that well his whole career and not win anything. It's it, it's crime if that were to happen. It would be a crime. I, I think I truly believe this team will win one day in my lifetime or many or maybe multiple times. But I have seen this team let me down. And I, I never get hyped up for Super Again, I've just named you the one time I actually thought this team was really going to win it all in my lifetime. And this is not one of them yet. Green Bay 
has been their kryptonite. Aaron Rodgers more. Aaron Rodgers has been this team's kryptonite. And I, that is the last person they would want to face in the playoffs. They're definitely not going to blow Dallas out. But it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he, he owns the Chicago Bears. And he should own the Dallas Cowboys as well. The 49ers, they're a well-rounded team. The Arizona Cardinals, they're 6-0. I can just imagine what the things Kyler Murray could do to that defense. And that, well, really anybody on that offense can do. You know, it'll be a really fun game if you think about it on paper. The LA Rams, I think, are a very dangerous team. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that's our one loss. I'm not afraid of Tampa Bay. I think that we know we can hang in with their, we can hang in with them. But Brady, like Rodgers, they're like the last two you you'd wanna, you would wanna play in a close game against. You know, Brady, and then Tom Brady's. I don't know what is it about that guy. If it just feels like in the biggest games, if they go to overtime, they win the toss. It feels like they always win the toss. They won the toss. I think they won the toss in a Super Bowl against Atlanta. One, they won the um they won the toss against the Chiefs at that 2018 uh AFC Championship game. They won. Now, granted, against Atlanta, they were just hot going into overtime. They were just hot. They, the, there was nothing the, the Falcons were going to do. But. I have a feeling that if they were to go into overtime with Tampa Bay in in the playoffs, Cowboys are not winning that toss. Brady's winning that toss, and he's going to drive them down the field, and he's going to win them a Super Bowl. I'm not saying it's rigged or anything. I'm just saying it just seems to happen that way. Destiny. Um. But are the Dallas Cowboys going to make the playoffs? I mean, that's a no-brainer, unless injuries strike this team. They're they're already at a three game lead in this pathetic division. The Dallas Cowboys are what's keeping this division from being the worst one in football. Every team in the NFC East has all you know. You combine their wins, and they have as many wins as Dallas this year. So while I'm not ready, I think Dallas is one of the better teams in the league. But while I'm not ready to call this team a Super Bowl contender, they are miles ahead of everyone else in the NFC East. And I wanted to, and I wanted to tell that to people that were picking Washington. I was high on Washington too because I thought their defense was going to be very, very strong this season, and they're not. But I, I wanted to tell people, you know, it's really difficult to win without a star quarterback in this league. It just is. And Dak Prescott's the only one in that division. And I try to tell people too. That defense cannot be as bad as it was last year. There is no way, and the year before, there is no way that defense could be as bad as it's been the last two years. No way. Offensive line looks healthier. You know, Prescott. Of course, you know we have Prescott back on the field. There's no way that that defense could be as bad. And while again they're still flawed, they're the takeaways they're creating. We have a star corner on our team. We have, you know, we've had some good defensive players over the past, but I, I don't know. This defense, their their job was not to be the 85 Bears. Their job was not to be the 2000 Ravens, the 02 Buccaneers. Their job was 
be good enough to complement that explosive, well, really that the that balanced, you know, whatever offense you want to call it, they can be explosive. They can just pound it down your throat. Um, you know, that sounded wrong, but still, you, you know what I mean. You can run it, you can pass it, you can do anything. And you know, I, I can I can probably talk about Dallas and the frustrations that they can give you. But I no, not Super Bowl yet. And the thing is, I have never seen it. Okay. I, I have never seen this. Yes, I've seen highlights. I've seen documentaries. I have a book for crying out loud. Um the the book Voice Will Be Voice, recommend it. I you know, I have heard of the stories, the great I, I've been to the um I've been to ATT Stadium on tour. I've I've seen and have heard about the greatness of the Dallas Cowboys. But I have never watched a team that has been worthy of that compliment. We, I just haven't. I just haven't. At least 49er fans that are hopeful for a Super Bowl. At least really any fan base, there's probably been a time where, hey, you know, I've seen that. I've seen the Giants win a Super Bowl, and I've seen the Eagles win a Super Bowl. And they and there's been a lot of times over the last ten years where they've been just as mediocre as Dallas has, just as much as a lapping stock as Dallas has. But when things go right for them, they they sure go right. And Dallas, no, they'll go thirteen and three and then just bow out in the divisional round. And I know the expectation with Dallas is always different than every NFL team. If Dallas becomes good, they're automatically put in Super Bowl talk. They just are. They're getting more attention than every other team. And while it can be a great thing, it's unfortunate because they get the best shot of every team in the league. When every team has to play the Dallas, any team that has to play the Dallas Cowboys, they're hyped up for it. They, they There is, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, you're playing the Cowboys and it's just, it, it's just a different game. You can tell by the players. When they beat the Cowboys, there's a different... The trash talk is insane. Social media goes nuts. You know, the players want to beat the Cowboys so bad from opposing teams, whether they're good or not. And it's that, and it's that they haven't won in how long? They haven't won in 25, 26 years. It, it, it shows you a lot just how big this team is, the, uh, the, the organization, in terms of the impact it has, the, the influence it has. And that's ridiculous. That's insane because, yes, I think in a way that's a little bit has kept us from actually winning championships the few times we've had opportunities. Why? They get everyone's best shot on every given week. What do you think it's going to do in the playoffs? Like Dallas has to be at 110% if they would want to make a Super Bowl run. They would. You know, this is fun, but I would probably have to move on to another team. Talking about teams who I've seen do big things, the Kansas City Chiefs. What a win for them. Um, the first half was what I expected. The turnovers, they're getting a little out of hand. Some are on, some will, you know, some are on Patrick Mahomes. Some are on Tyreek Hill.
some are on Travis Kill. Look, some are on everybody. Everybody has a, a little bit of um, share of the blame. That that throw to um, Tyree Kill, you know, I feel it just feels like deja vu. I think that's what happened against Buffalo as well. You know, there's just things. There just there are just things that are happening. Darrell Williams went in there and played a pretty good game for an injured Clyde Edwards Hilaire. But the second half compared to the first. First half was different. Maybe that shows a little bit about Washington too. They didn't take advantage of how good they were playing and the takeaways they were creating. They they didn't take advantage of it. I think they went up 13-10 and that was all she wrote. That's all they had to show for it. When you play the Chiefs, that offense is going to explode at any time and that's what ended up happening. Defense played better, but they were supposed to against Washington. Were they really going to let Washington score 40 on them? No, they were not going to let Tyler Heineke score 40 points on them. I'm sorry, they were not. And now Kansas City, I'm not ready to call this team back into the Super Bowl race. Look, this team needs to focus just trying to get to the playoffs. Look, the Chargers lost to the Ravens. They have an an opportunity to get back in the division race. They're only a game back. They're only a game back. Just just last week, I thought the Chargers were miles ahead of the Chiefs. And right now, they, they don't look that different. Uh, the Chiefs are still very flawed on defense. Um, if they're banged up, don't get me wrong, the Chiefs are a little banged up. But as long as Mahomes, you know, doesn't force anything. Because Patrick Mahomes, he, I, he's the best quarterback in football. He might be the best player still. As long as he doesn't force anything, he, he looks all right. <laughs> Pretty good. Not all right. He's very, no, he's very, very talented. And what I, I like what I saw from the Chiefs. They went and just did what the Kansas City Chiefs have been known for doing. And look, the Washington defense, it's been the big, they want to say the Miami Dolphins are the biggest disappointment of the year. What about the Washington defense? I mean, what a disappointment. They're two and four. They're they're one of the worst defenses in football. The offense is not really going to do anything for you. You know they haven't played bad on offense, but let's be real. The last two weeks they're they're starting to come back down to earth, and you know that's what happens when you try to rely on defense. They don't play well. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I still can't look. Chase Young. It's he's the biggest star on that defense. He's still created pressure for the Chiefs. This defensive front was creating pressure. But there's only so much you can do. You know, there there is only so much you can do to stop Kansas City. And look, they're 3 and 3. Their schedule will only get tougher. I'm both teams, you know, their schedules are only and the schedules and the path ahead, they're only going to get tougher. Washington hasn't even played Dallas yet. I feel sorry when they do. I'm still not over how bad they beat them on Thanksgiving last year. I'm not over how pathetic Washington was and still won that division. I mean, that was peak. That's peak NFC East football right there, what we saw last season from Washington. And, you know, what can you say about Washington? They're not, I wouldn't say they're out of the playoff race either, but, I mean, seriously, seriously, right now, I'm not I'm not going to look at anything, but who makes the playoffs right now? It's Dallas, 
Green Bay, Tampa, Arizona. They would be the four division winners. The Rams would be automatically the first wild card. Then who's second? The Saints. The Saints would probably be second. The, the Saints would be the second wild card. And then the third wild card would be the Vikings. Vi- Actually, the Vikings are the Bears. Ba- Bears are still not out of it. However, the 49ers are. Are you really gonna say? Are you? Are they really gonna go be, uh, below five hundred this year? Now, yeah, their their problem. Oh, and then don't forget about the Panthers. I know they've lost three in a row. Those four teams I named as the division winners. I think they're all gonna get in. The Rams are gonna get. In. The Rams could still win the division. They could. They probably still could. Niners will have to make a little bit of a run. Seattle. You know, Seattle is going to have to win some games. And I know it's not going to be easy. Their team, I don't like that team in general. I don't. Geno Smith wasn't, he wasn't bad, but he had to play a mistake-free game. He still had a, a, excuse me, a big turnover in that game. Tyler Lockett, I think he got targeted many times in that game. Nothing well happened. I don't like what I see from the Seattle Seahawks. I, I knew it. But their pass rush, you know, their pass rush, their sec, it's just I don't feel like it's where they want it to be. Jamal Adams, I know he was the butt of all jokes Sunday night, calling himself the best in the league. Was it as his position? I don't know, but it, the defense just hasn't been there. You know, it looked it looked all right, but it had to look all right. They were playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was just two teams that were not in it. I think Seattle, Seattle with Russell Wilson's probably slightly better than Pittsburgh, but without Russell Wilson, they, they just weren't. And the fact that they even hung around with Pittsburgh, I mean, that was impressive. Seattle, I still think they're going to pull some wins. I still think the culture there, the environment. I think the players they will they will play hard. Geno Smith is not terrible. You know, it's why you sign a backup quarterback when things like this happen. It's why you do. It's why you do. Sometimes they would work. Sometimes they wouldn't. Last year, Dallas still went six. And, what was Dallas's record last year? They, they, I, I think they went. Uh, they. They went like four and seven, three. They didn't win many games last year with Andy Dalton. Matter of fact, I don't think they won many games with any backup quarterback last year. But yeah, that's why you sign backup QBs. But they, they, you know, thankfully he has a few weapons to work with. You know, I, I look, the pass protection has never been there for the longest. I think I was in middle school. I was in middle school watching that unfold, and I used to think to myself, maybe one day the Seattle Seahawks will provide Russell Wilson with a good offensive line. And it has yet to happen. You know, the 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 the, the rushing the rushing attack wasn't bad. You know, Collins had a solid game. So, you know, Collins did the best he could. And again, Smith's Smith's numbers weren't even bad either, but 
you know, offensively, there's there's their stats right now. I mean, they, they, they stink. They stink, and and their defense is not that good. Very flawed team, and the only reason we st- I still thought this team was a playoff team easily was because of Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson throwing to DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, all these guys. You know, it gives them the edge. He is the best quarterback in that division. He is the best quarterback in that division. And I know Kyler, Kyler's up high on the MVP vote. I know, um, I know we could probably look at the 49ers, and they're probably the most balanced roster of the division. And then there is, um, the Rams and, and the Rams could probably be the, the Rams are really what I think, you know, maybe not, I don't know about scheme wise and all this. I don't want to get into all that. I'm not, I'm not that informed, but the 49ers, you know, they, they have an opera. They, they want a star quarterback on that roster. Well, forget what they need a star quarterback on that roster to be really everything the Rams could. I mean, the Rams are now again, they're very different rosters as well, but the Rams are, the Rams are balanced. The Rams, you, I think for the longest we've said depth has been their biggest issue, but every year they seem to just mask that they, they just, you know, the, the develop, the player development there is top notch. It's great coaching from Shanahan and um, and I well I don't know how I forgot um, Sean McVay Sean McVay I I know how he looks like I know I forgot I forgot his name for a second the only difference between the big okay the biggest difference between the two rosters is one has a pretty good darn quarterback and the other one well they're overpaying. They're overpaying an average one, and they just brought in a rookie one. I don't think they've had. I don't think the Ram, the Rams had that problem with Jared Goff, and they they finessed the Lions. They finessed Detroit, and well, they got themselves a what could be an elite quarterback right now. But the 49ers, yes, you put Matthew Staff. You you put in an elite quarterback on that 49er offense. Game over. <laughs> Game over. This team with Garoppolo, when everything went well, they went 13-3. and three, And, it, it, you know, if they didn't shoot themselves in the foot, they would have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. They would have. And, and, oh, my fault. Back to Seattle. They, I mean, they, they were just not, I don't know. They're just not there. I don't really know how. How to explain the Seahawks season right now? They're gonna have to wait for Wilson to get back. But all as long as they don't lose so many, as long as they don't lose every game that Wilson's out, I mean the season is not over. You can't ever count out a team with a, such an elite quarterback, such a you know, such a talented guy like Russell Wilson, a future Hall of Famer. In his prime, by the way. Uh the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their opponent, they're three and three, and they're probably the least impressive of them. Well, I'll take that back. They've won two in a row. I'll give them that. Panthers and the Broncos have already dropped three in a row. 
But the Steelers, they've the games they've lost. It's we expected them to lose, and the games are winning. I don't know how the hell they're doing that. Maybe the Denver one makes a little bit sense. But this game, they almost blew it themselves. This game was supposed to be almost a gimme. The, the, the team is not good that they were playing. They're playing them at home. And the opposing team does not have their star quarterback on that team. Now, Big Ben played a decent game. He wasn't bad, but he still made bad throws. You know, typical Big Ben. Could have gone worse, but it, it you know, it, it kept it under control. Najee Harris is a superstar to be. Give him a great offensive line to run behind. And look, they've actually played better this offensive line the past few games. You give him a better one, ooh, this man. I don't know how he fell to Pittsburgh's lap. I don't know. I I, I know. I seriously don't understand how he didn't. I mean, how he fell to their lap. This guy was a really, really good player in college. Physically, he's gifted as well. And look, Claypool didn't play well. Look, a lot of a lot of the guys did not play well on offense. That was no secret. And Seattle, the fact that they stuck around, I think that probably says a little bit more about them. But Claypool, yeah, Claypool didn't play well in the absence of Juju Smith. Johnson, you know, he, he had a really good game. You know, he had 71 yards receiving. You know, they outgained Seattle. Put the put the pressure on them. But the defense did save the day. I mean, that is, they did create pressure. They're not as good. I mean, they're not as dominant as we thought they were going to be coming into the season. They were probably the best defense in the league last year. But I think they're getting there. They're getting their TJ Watt. He's unbelievable. That whole defense, you know, that whole defense can play. That whole defense can play. But, yeah, they're going to have to put up more performances like that. Those are the kind of games they're going to have to win. They're going to have to win ugly. And thankfully for them, Cleveland has been struck by the injury bug. And it's bad. It's a, it's an exaggeration bad for them. And the Bengals are 4-2. and two. And I, I know the Bengals, people are like, well, are they the most flawed team with four wins or more are they the most flawed team with a winning record i wouldn't say that you know they did have the fewest expectations going into the season many people thought this team was going to win six games or seven to the most they're exceeding expectations the offensive line is not terrible Jamar Chase is a superstar. T. Higgins is unbelievable. Joe Mixon. Well, I mean, what what else can you say about Joe Mixon? Very, very good player. Chris Evans. Yeah, it's just a really good game. Joe Burrow. His passer ratings all year. You know, you can say what you want about him, but he just played. Now they look. Granted, they played the Detroit Lions this past week, but they hung around with Green Bay. They've won some impressive games, and they're actually making their, you know, their choice of picking Jamar Chase over. Um, I don't want to say his. I don't want to say his name. I always mispronounce it. The the tackle from Detroit is it Panay Sewell? 
yeah, I, I knew I couldn't, knew I couldn't say it very well. You know, I thought he was the guy to take. I'm like, it's he, he's gonna take, he's gonna get taken for sure. He had to be taken, and they went with Chase. He's unbelievable. I mean, he had to be a star for him to be, for him to be worth it. I mean, you could almost start arguing who's better, Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase. They're both unbelievable. They're both unbelievable. And you know, you know, if you look at the stats, they're not like there's nothing necessarily eye popping, but they don't really give up much in the running game. That's one thing about the the Bengals; they can stop the running game, and that's that's what's very impressive. They don't give up that they don't give up you know that many yards per game necessarily. The, the you know they're averaging twenty four and they're allowing eighteen. Solid. They're a solid team, and with the Bengals, I mean the Browns down right now, the Steelers mediocre. I'm gonna say good defense, but. Can't even count him in. If they have an opportunity to make the playoffs this year, they have the opportunity to make the playoffs. You know how big of a, you know how big of a deal this would be for the Cincinnati Bengals, a perennial loser in the league. And look, I I get it. They went, they had a they had a streak where about five years in a row they went to the playoffs. I remember, I remember when they went to the playoffs every. Every year, and they were getting beat every year in the wild card round. Um, I'm still not over that loss to Pittsburgh. They blew it on themselves. They they messed it up for them for themselves. They lived and died by that by that team and the players they had, and they paid for it with that loss to Pittsburgh. But the, you know, it's a different team now. It's a different culture there. I like I like what that team is becoming. I like what they have the opportunity to be. Um. Yes. They, now, granted, they have to keep Burrow healthy. They're going to have to add more into the offensive line. They will. They're going to have to add more into the offensive line. Um, defensively, they're playing very hard, but you could always add more onto that defense. And look, it's it's the NFC. It's uh, excuse me. It's the AFC North. You're going to have to. If they're really thinking serious, okay, we're going to be in the playoffs. Hey, right, they're only game back from Baltimore right for right now. If they, if this organization is serious about being able to compete in the future, they're going to have to be able to stop Lamar Jackson. If this team is going to want to compete toe to toe with the Ravens, you know, and, and look, they're two different organizations. The Ravens, they've been accustomed to winning since the turn of the millennium. It's the truth. They've had two Super Bowls, um, Hall of Fame players left and right. They're in the playoffs every year, even before Lamar was there. They were always, you know, they weren't they weren't they weren't fun to watch for the longest, but they were always figuring out ways to get to the playoffs. They didn't they, they just weren't many years where they sucked, the Ravens. They just there just wasn't. There were there were barely times where they sucked. You know, same way with the Steelers. Now and they're more historical. they they've had more of a history of you know, before Y2K. But both organizations, you're, talk, you're talking about organizations like the Steelers and Ravens that have winning in their deity. They, all, that's all they've done. They've won six. They've won, they have eight Super Bowls combined, those two organizations. Hall of Fame players left and right. Um, incredible, incredible top 
top-notch organizations. Bengals aren't that. The Bengals, now the Bengals have had, look, the Bengals and the Browns, you know, they've had a history of being heartbroken many, many times. The Browns have been worse than the Bengals over the over the last 20 years. The Bengals have at least, at least they've been able to be in the playoffs. They've had times where they, they can build a playoff team, but they can't really take that next step. Browns can't even, Browns had a history of they couldn't even draft right to save their lives. Um, I know that there's a lot of hype for Cleveland. There's been for the last few seasons. But the Cincinnati Bengals have an opportunity if they can keep Burrow healthy. And I say they have to keep him healthy. Look, Russell Wilson, R- Russell Wilson, thankfully, has been able to navigate, you know, through that terrible offensive line. I remember when Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson, RG3 got drafted in that same class. That that 2012 season, I thought that was one of the best draft classes ever when it came to quarterbacks. Um, fast forward a few years, RG3, RG3 wasn't RG3 after 2012. Andrew Luck had to retire prematurely, although I knew he... He had the talent to be everything. Andrew Luck was a phenomenal player. Andrew Luck was a really good player, but he also didn't have good pass protection. And the difference with Luck and Wilson was Luck was not the most mobile quarterback. He just was not. Compared to Wilson, no. Wilson was able to. And look, Russell Wilson, that's what makes him special. He's he's one of a kind. And Wilson didn't have the same hype that Andrew Luck had, or even RG3. He did not have that same hype. And, you know, things worked out well for Russell Wilson. He got drafted into a Super Bowl team. Nobody knew it yet, but they were really good. And he won it in his second season. I always say, if you know, for star players, they should want to win early in their careers. Because once you win it early in the career, the pressure of having to win, yes, there's going to be added pressure to win in the in the rest of your career. But you could always feel like, okay, well, at least I've won it. Because a lot of times you have star players who are hitting the end of their careers and they haven't won the big one. And there's so much pressure. I don't think any quarterback wants to have to go through what Elway did to have to win in his final two seasons. Once you win it early... I feel like it can take some stress. You want to win more. I'm sure they do. And I'm sure the players think differently. I'm sure Rodgers is still obsessed with winning a Super Bowl. I'm so Wilson, Drew Brees, he won it in his prime. But, I mean, I mean, the dude played like 10 years after that. I'm sure these guys want to keep winning. But it always helps when you can finally win it. Because it, the sometimes pressure turns into desperation. And there's a difference between the two. I can get a little sidetracked with these football conversations, but Seattle, they should be back in the playoff race if they can pull some wins. You know, speaking of the playoff race, well, also a divisional race, the Indianapolis Colts destroyed the Houston Texans. Shocker. Um, you know, the, the game actually didn't get out of hand until like, probably after halftime. It, it took a while for the game to get out of hand. But, I mean, are you going to bet on Carson Wentz or Davis Mills? Brandon Cooks is really the is really the only bright spot on that Houston team. Belichick took him away. 
Indianapolis didn't really do that, but Indianapolis, their defense played better. They had to have, they had to have played better. And Carson Wentz, he's been solid. He's done what he's had to do. He's done what he's had to do. He has some great receivers around him. Jonathan Taylor. I mean, when are we going to start putting him in among one of the best running backs in football? He is really, really good. I think everything that happens in Indianapolis, besides Wentz, it's kind of like no one really talks about it. They don't feel like talking about it. I know no one felt like I know no one felt like talking about and recapping the Indianapolis Houston game. I don't know when wanted to. But Indianapolis, and I, I talked about it last week, this win means a lot because they can get back into the um playoff race against a flawed Tennessee team. Now, I thought Tennessee was going to lose yesterday night on Monday night football to the Bills. I don't know how, but they did not lose. And now they're four and two. They got a two game lead on Andy, but you cannot count on Andy. Look, Indian uh, Tennessee can beat the Bills and then lose to the Jets. And look, Tennessee did look better with AJ Brown, Julio out there. Derrick Henry was being Derrick Henry. The offensive line wasn't bad, and they, you know, down down the stretch they played good defense. It's kind of weird to say that, but. That is, hey, that is supposed to be peak in uh, Tennessee. But I mean, sometimes when things aren't supposed, things aren't perfect. You, you know, you have to make the best of what you got. Tennessee wasn't doing that, but I think for now they can pile up some wins. I don't know if Indianapolis is going anywhere. Indianapolis is flawed too. Uh, Carson Wentz can play a bad game here and there too. Let's not forget that. But that race is gonna want to keep an eye on. I think it's gonna get close, unless Indianapolis just goes berserk with injuries. Um, yeah, that that that's gonna be an, that's gonna be one to keep your eye on. Uh, Jacksonville. I mean, Jacksonville. They finally got their first win. Stop that twenty-game losing streak. Lawrence, I think Lawrence was really good. It, it, you know. Trevor Lawrence did what he had to do. Marvin Jones had a really good game as well. They can run the football as well. They're they're starting to really help um, Trevor Lawrence out there a little bit. Uh, the defense, the defense played a fairly good game. I looked I, Tua was getting a lot of throws, but Tua wasn't also making the biggest plays either. He wasn't. I wouldn't say he was carving them up necessarily. I mean, they don't have a running game, and their offensive line's not good for Miami. So Jacksonville, I thought, you know, people were betting on Miami, but I was like, you know, and that first of all, that's a terrible game to have bet on. I don't bet at all. That's a terrible game to even want to choose a winner. But Miami was going in there already very bad, just underperforming, and they were already having their top two corners out. Secondary was already banged up to begin with, so yes, of course Lawrence looked better out there, and, and they barely pulled out the win with a field goal. That's London games right there. The NFL, the NFL will continue to do that until people stop showing up to those London games. They will. The NFL will stop. They will continue to 
put those teams to go play. You know, ironically, they haven't been playing a few games. They haven't been playing in Mexico recently, of course. But the games they would set, the teams they were sent to Mexico were not that bad. They, in recent memory, they sent the Chargers, they've sent the Patriots, they've sent the Raiders. You know, not all not all those teams were great, but I'm telling you, they did not. They sent teams at least decent enough to watch. At least teams like you know the Raiders have always had a good fan base. I think the Chargers. <laughs> They had more fans in Mexico than they did at that time in San Diego and LA, especially. Patriots. I mean, they sent the Patriots for crowd out loud. The last time I remember the um, the NFL really sent a a really big team. I don't want to say dominate. It was the Cowboys in 2014. They sent them against the Jaguars. Ironically, Dallas is actually having a, a pretty good year that year. But the the games no. No, I'm not a big fan of the London games anymore because I think that they're lazy. The NFL is lazy, and and I and I understand. I get it because the people are still showing up. They're still hyped to go to these games. But but the these games are mostly in unless you're from America and you go over there, or if you actually live in England and you actually cheer for the team, one of the teams that are playing, it's understandable there. But what I don't know, well, but what I understand too is, are you really going to send the Patriots in a home game? No. The Cowboys in a home game? No. The, no, you're not going to send teams like that. Okay. Also, why would one, why would certain teams want to risk on a, on their biggest game? So for instance, if the Jets had to play the Cowboys at, at home, you know, maybe the NFL would think, oh, well, let's send that game it's the jets home game but still why would the jets and their fan base is not bad either they have a have a good following why would they want to send why would well first of all why would anybody working for the jets want that game being sent over there to london when that game might be their biggest money making draw of the season it's the cowboys coming to town or for, forget the jets for a second the jaguars or the miami dolphins are getting the Cowboys to visit and you're sending the game to London. No, they, they want that game that went, they want that game played in Miami. It's the Cowboys. It's the Packers. If they had to come, it's the 49ers. You know, that's why sometimes I understand why they sent these certain teams to, um, to London. Because how, what, what, what impact will it make in America anyway? You know, so that that's a good one. I don't think they're getting. I don't think they're gonna get a franchise anytime soon. I think Mexico City has a better chance of getting a franchise, mostly because of the time zones. Um, you know, moving on to. You know, who should I move on to right now? I almost feel like I've talked about the whole league, the Green Bay Packers. They did it again. Um. I don't know why anybody would ever th- look. The Bears—they have had many games where they will make it competitive against the Packers. Rodgers always wins. The difference between the Bears and the Packers is one has Aaron Rodgers, the other one doesn't. And the Bears are actually a good team this year. Their defense is one of the league's best. They're very good. They, they and they and they were giving it to Rodgers early on. They were getting to Rodgers, but you know, and Rodgers did have. Rodgers, the Packers had some injuries in the secondary. 
They weren't at full strength still. They're pulling wins. Okay, they're pulling wins. They, they've been pulling them. They did it against the Niners. They did it against the Bengals. And when it's a quarterback mismatch, I don't know, I'm not saying Fields is a bad quarterback, but it's a rookie against a legend. There's a difference. There, there's going to be a difference, and we all, we all saw that. I, I, I loved, I loved the, the choice of words he had on the Bears fans, but it's true. He, he's not saying anything false. He didn't say anything wrong. It's, it's the truth. It's the truth. That's why I don't pay attention to Packer Bears games. Packer Bear games like I should probably. I try to, but they're a mismatch. It's it's not a rivalry to me. I'm sorry. I know the fans feel different. I know Bear fans. I know they feel different, but I'm sorry. How is it a rivalry when these two teams can't? One of them is always more competitive than the other. One of them is on a different class than the other. The last time the Bears were legitimately, like, actually pretty good. they Because remember, there were times where they've had it. Remember, they went to the Super Bowl in um, the 06 season where they lost to the Colts. Um, in 2010, they won the division over the Packers, and they got to host the game in the NFC Championship game against the Packers where they lost. So they've had a few rare opportunities. Remember the game in 2013? It was like the last day of the season in Soldier Field. Winner goes to the playoffs. And yeah, the Packers won. And both of those games I just talked about, I mean, the Packers, it took last, you know, last possession type plays to win that game. That fourth down play in the 2013 season was unbelievable. But the Bears, I mean, few times they can actually beat the Packers. It's rare. They're 22 and 5 against them. He's 22 and 5 against the Bears. The Bears. I want to say I don't want to say with that voice, but it's the truth. It's the truth. The Packers own they don't just own the Bears. They own that that whole entire division. Rodgers owns that entire division. It, it's the truth. It, it that division belongs to the Packers. It's belonged to them since I can I mean since I started watching football. Since I started watching football, the Lions, have, I've never seen the Lions win the division. The, the only times I saw them get to the playoffs was when the Packers had to win the division. I think I've seen the Lions get to the playoffs three times, but they never got to host the game. I've seen the Vikings. The only team in the the only team in that NFC North that I've actually seen give the Green Bay Packers some sort of fight over the past few years and they still we owned most of the times but they've actually they've actually had a few they've actually been able to trade punches occasionally with the Packers and Rodgers it was the Vikings it's the Vikings that they've had two division wins that I remember um they have had a few playoff wins they've been in the NFC championship game before Sometimes they hurt themselves, but like I've seen the Vikings at times be able to win the division. I've seen them go head to head a little bit. The Bears, not really. The one year they won, the, I've seen them win the division twice. The first time they didn't even, the first time they ran into the Packers in the playoffs in the title game, lost. So that, I mean, that one didn't even matter at the end of the day. And the second time, Rodgers, I mean, 
really the Packers were banged up all year. They weren't really themselves. It, it was a down year. It was like a year where everybody should have took advantage. And the Bears lost on a double doink in the playoffs. With Trubisky as their QB, by the way. So yes, Rodgers owns that entire division. Um, is Do I think that's his last game in Soldier Field? No. No, he still has another game to play against the Bears anyway, I think. But the Bears, you know, I hope this, I hope fans don't feel discouraged. Um, maybe eventually if Fields pans out, they might have a chance to own the division. Like the Lions will be the Lions. I don't expect anything good for them in the upcoming future. I'm sorry. And the Vikings, I think the Vikings have been stuck where they've been since I can last remember. I'm serious. The Vikings, I've never seen the Vikings compete for a Super Bowl, but I've never really seen them. Probably one time I did. Maybe every once in a while. But I've, I've never actually seen them be doormats in the league either. You know, I've never seen them be doormats before. But, I mean, really, is Kirk Cousins, is Kirk Cousins Tom Brady? No. Is he Aaron Rodgers? No. Speaking of the Vikings, actually, they, you know, they, they, they've won. They've been, they won three in a row now. They're three and three. For every Carolina Panthers, there's a Minnesota Vikings. I knew the Vikings season wasn't done when they were zero three. They were too good for that, and they got Dalvin Cook back. By the way, they, they got him back for that game. Um, look, a lot of injuries have been happening to star players. Look, Kareem Hunt getting injured. Uh, T.Y. Hilton came back and got hurt. I mean, you got to be kidding me with that team. I mean, with uh, those group of players. Um, especially at the top. So, back to the Vikings. Really, their game with the Panthers. The Panthers looked pathetic. Darnold was terrible. He was like 17 for 41. I mean, it, it was bad. It was a Jets performance from him. It was very, very bad. For all the praise he was getting in the first three and a half games of the season. I mean half because he actually played well against Dallas, believe it or not. he uh, He's been playing very bad. And the Vikings, even though their defense was getting some criticism, I mean, they, they, they showed up. The offense, Kirk Cousins, even though he failed to inspire some people, he still looked good on statistically. Adam Thielen, my goodness. He's, he reminded people how good, he, how good of a player he was. You know, Justin Jefferson's going to play like he usually does. He's very consistent. They, If I'm not mistaken, I think they're off this upcoming week. Let me check real fast. Uh, yes, this the Vikings are off this upcoming week, and they have Dallas after that. Now, Dallas, you know, if everything goes well for them, and what I mean by them, I mean Dak Prescott. With a calf injury, that's going to be a very interesting game. They're two hot teams. I think Dallas is more convincing; has been a little more convincing than Minnesota. Uh, you don't know what we're going to like. Who knows where you're going to get out the Vikings? There's games where they look like a serious playoff team. There's games where why is Kirk Cousins on the team? It's um, you know, I don't think Cousins is mediocre as some people want to call him. You know, I think he's better than Garoppolo. I think he's better than some average quarterbacks. You know, he's he's in that fine line of he doesn't suck. 
you can't really see him as a backup. But you don't see him, you know, he on a on a team with a really good defense or something like that. My God, he probably wins a Super Bowl. But you don't see him carrying a team to a Super Bowl. You don't see him getting first team All Pro. You don't see him winning, you know, Super Bowls, you know, constantly. I don't know. You don't see Kirk Cousins in that light as well. I know. I know Prescott was. There was a time in Prescott's career, and he's only played like five years in the league. Or Prescott was being compared to Wentz and that Wentz was probably better than him and that he was he's like a Kirk Cousins and right now Prescott you know he's one of the better quarterbacks in football the only reason he doesn't get that recognition is because people he plays for the Dallas Cowboys and if you're not winning 10 Super Bowls in a row you're you're mediocre every player on the Cowboys everybody wants to everybody wants to criticize him but Oh God! If if Kirk Cousins played for the for the Cowboys, oh my goodness! Yes, he would. Kirk Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz, Jimmy Garoppolo. If these guys played for, if these guys were quarterbacks of the Dallas Cowboys, their careers would be worse. Like their careers, and when I mean by worst, I mean like they they couldn't they would not be able to take this stuff. I mean the the media will crucify them. The Cowboy fans will go against them. It's terrible. When you're a quarterback, of the Cowboys, you have to take this. You have to take all that crap. And, you know, the Vikings got it done. They have to play Dallas. It's going to be a good one. They're at home. Last time we played the Vikings, they uh, the Cowboys lost. Um, different teams, though, now. As for the Panthers, I mean, their season. Matt Rule has got to have some questions to answer. Sam Darnold looks – he looks like the old Sam Darnold without McCaffrey. Um, I'm, did Chuba Hubbard even play? I don't even, let me, did Chuba Hubbard even play in this game? Because Chuba Hubbard was actually not bad. Yeah, he played, he, and he was solid. You know, I, I didn't even check. You know, but DJ Moore was probably their top receiver of that game. It was just terrible. Donald can still make some runs, but, and look, let's not, let's not just go all on him. They, he almost got this team to make a comeback. This team almost did make a comeback. I don't know how the Vikings almost let them in, but they did. Game went to freaking overtime. Game went to freaking overtime. And you know, who, 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 what other topic is there right now hot in the NFL? Oh, yeah, the Raiders destroyed the Broncos. Another 0-3, another 3-0 team that was, you know, both, actually, I'm sorry, both of those teams were 3-0. And they've lost two in a row going into that game. I I thought Denver would win. I thought they were the home team. All this crap that the Raiders has going on. Derek Carr looked poor against the Bears. And look, I didn't think the Broncos defense was going to play as bad as they did, but they did. And a lot of those points, if I'm not mistaken, because I didn't really pay attention to it, didn't they come in garbage time? I'm not saying Bridgewater is the blame. That defense should Bridgewater should not be asked to be carrying that Broncos team. I'm sorry, he should not. It's not his problem. They didn't give him the keys to be the starter of the Denver Broncos and to say, "Oh yeah, you uh, now you have to get us to a Super Bowl." Yeah, you. You know, Javante Williams and Gordon, they did the best they could and they didn't play bad games. I think you got to start giving you gotta start giving the ball to more. I don't think they know who their top top running back is. Although I may be wrong, 
I'm not a Denver Bronco fan. Uh, by the way, Noah Fan, he looked he looked pretty good, didn't he? I know people are high on him, but you know, every every everybody had sort of a bad game. It, it was, you know, the secondary. I know they're getting a lot of criticism right now. You know, that team, look, the pass rush on Denver, the pass rush that the Raiders were getting, I mean, the pass rush that the Broncos were getting, I'm sorry, by the Raiders, that, that's actually what was the most impressive thing. Carr can always go off in games like this. Derek Carr could always go off. He has weapons. Look, Josh Jacobs can play. We know Kenyon Drake can play. But he has he has Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. He has he has weapons around him around him. But when you have that defense and Gakwe and these guys going going off like that, you know, this team can have some really positive games along the lines. And look, this win is crucial for whoever had won. Vegas is now four and two. They're tied with the Chargers at top of the uh, AFC West. I'm not saying the Raiders are going to win the division. But the more wins they can pile up, they can put themselves in a spot to where, hey, maybe we can make a run at the playoffs. If the playoffs started today, the the Raiders would be in the postseason easily. So they have to pile up wins. They have to pile. I know they lost to the Chargers already, but they got to pile up wins. This is a good one. And for Denver, look, they got the Browns coming up. And this is a weird one because Broncos are not looking good. And the Browns. I know they haven't either, but they got so many injuries. This is this is an opportunity for both of those rosters, the Browns and the Broncos, to get a win. I mean, the the Browns, for a team who had Super Bowl aspirations, quote unquote, they would be three and four, and that, and for all the injuries they have, that's not very good. Three being three and three with all these injuries is a terrible time to be three and three. At least if they were had they started five and one, six and zero, oh, you would have had some cushion there. You would have had some, okay. At least if we lose two or three games in a row, we, you know we still we're still in the playoff race. But they lose two, three games in a row, both of these teams, and they're especially the Browns. No one's shocked if the Broncos lose a few more, but hey, Broncos. I mean, they would now drop four in a row if they lose on Thursday night. That's not going to look good on them. And I, I I was high on Denver going into the year. I knew their, I thought their defense was going to be very very good, one of the league's very best, and that and it's been unimpressive. You know you could go back and forth. Who's been more unimpressive, Washington or Denver? You know, it, it's it's been that kind of year. Things don't always go according to plan. Um, you know that that's really all I have to say. There's a lot. There's always going to be a lot more. I don't, you know, I want to change it up. I want to have quick thoughts on these games. I wrote down notes on almost every team, but I didn't want to have to bore people with the stats. Um, some I'll, I'll do it occasionally. Sometimes there's no need for that. People know what they watched. I just want to give opinions on from a fan's perspective. Not, you know, I'm not an expert either. I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to make everyone think oh what the, what is this guy talking about either but i will say this the nba season starts today i don't know what thoughts i have on this season it's it's a highly look it's the 75th anniversary of the nba milwaukee's the defending champion 
they're not being treated like the defending champion. I'll, I'll say that right now. They are not being treated like a defending champion. I understand, though. I understand. The NBA is all about the stars. It's all about the glamour. It's all about the drama. And Milwaukee offers it none of that. They're a great basketball team. They're unbelievable. They have arguably the top guy in the league, the best player. You can debate that, though. Um, his resume speaks for itself. And Giannis, really good team. But, yeah, they like the drama. They like the hype that some of these other teams receive. And I think Milwaukee can make everyone pay again. They have the opportunity to make everyone pay. Brooklyn's going to come in without Kyrie. Uh, but it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch Brooklyn too, and just everything how it meshes together. It feels like we can never watch the Big Three play together. I think we're being robbed of that. Lakers have some hype of their own coming into this season. The Western Con- the Western Conference as a whole, I think. Forget forget who's gonna make the finals. Who's gonna make? Who's gonna get in the playing tournament? Who's gonna have to play in the playing tournament? That's gonna be very fascinating. Last year, the Lakers did the unthinkable and actually fell into the playing tournament. And uh, luckily, they got out of it. But we know what happened next. Western Conference. They, I mean, it looks strong. Do I have to name the teams? Look, the Clippers are gonna go into this. With, without Kawhi initially. Golden State's going to come to this with, without Clay Thompson. I'm always a little bullish on guys coming back from injuries because sometimes if they rush them, things happen. Okay, things will happen. Clay Thompson's not going to drop 40 on his return. Hey, who knows? But he's don't expect him to have to drop 40 and this team's back in championship contention. Golden State's going to have to pull some wins with some of the talented guys they have on this roster. You're going to have to pull wins. They're going. Whoever gets out to the fastest start is is at an advantage. You don't want to have to get at a at a deficit in that Western Conference. Utah, Utah is a wild card here, and, I, and they were the number one seed last year. But keep an eye on Utah. Keep an eye on Denver. Oh my God, Denver was robbed of a, of a big playoff run this past year, with the West being as wide open as it was. Keep an eye on Phoenix. I don't think they're going anywhere. I know there's been stuff you know drama surrounding the deandre Ayton not getting his contract extension but keep an eye on phoenix everyone else is going to get better chris paul unless barring in unless he has an injury this team is still going to be up there trying to contend for a title dallas they probably have the best player in the west so that's the, so so that's a big one uh, we'll see what happens with chris taps in the eastern conference you know it's going to come down to Milwaukee. It's going to come down to Brooklyn. And that's about it. 